0: Hello and welcome to Screen Babel, your guide to what to watch. We'll be tuning into hours and hours of TV so we can tell you what you need to be switching on and what's to be avoided. I'm your host Kelly Crichton, and once again this week I'm joined by Alex Moreland and Stephen Ross, our resident TV critics, who use their free time for public service, watching inordinate amounts of TV so you don't have to. Uh, if you haven't tuned in before, each week we'll be chatting about what we're watching, as well as looking more closely at a new program or something making the headlines in the deep dive. This week. At Alex talks to us about the return of Bridgerton. Ah! Finally, we go back to the future to tell you about a program you may have missed when it first aired or streamed. This week, Stephen tells us about the Royal Family, a tenuous link to current affairs there this week. Uh, But first, we'd like to talk about what everyone has been watching recently. Alex. Welcome back from holidays. Did you have a nice time? What did you spend did. all that time watching?
1: <laughs> um, lots of stuff, obviously. Yeah. Um, so kept sort of caught up with Succession and Barry. Oh, yeah. um, really enjoying Barry at the minute. Would recommend to anyone who hasn't seen it. Mm. Um, started watching this thing called Mrs. Davis, oh. um, which is about a nun that's fighting an AI Sort of a new recent one It's from um, Interesting. Damon Lindelof Who did things like Lost And okay. Watchmen oh. uh, Haven't made up my mind about that one yet Kind of interested to see where it goes mm. um, I started watching The Mindy Project Which is a comedy sitcom From I think about 10 years ago Probably a bit more than that Which is which is okay um, I'm enjoying it enough have to keep watching it it's got that kind of classic sitcom, pro- not problem, but like the the lead Mindy is, you can tell that she's primarily a writer sometimes, okay, rather than necessarily an actor. Okay, but, um, okay, okay. It's good having fun with it. Yep. Um, and the other thing is I went to the cinema and I saw Polite Society, oh. uh, which I really enjoyed and would really recommend. Oh.
0: Uh, tell us about that, tell us a bit about that.
1: So. It is a film about sort of a teenage girl. She's 16, 17. She wants to grow up to be a stunt performer. Okay. Um, And then one day her older sister gets engaged, gets married. This girl does not like her fiancé. And then it's a sort of like action comedy, I guess. Okay. Comedy in a loose sense uh, about how she's sort of investigating the fiancé and trying to convince her sister not to get married to him. But Boy, it's it is... being a
0: stunt person as well. So there's a
1: lot of action. Yeah, yeah there. exactly. Yeah. But it is really, really good. It is um, written and directed by Nida Manzor, who did We Are Lady Potts for Channel 4 a couple of years ago, okay. which I really, really liked as well. Oh. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely recommend going and seeing that uh, as soon as possible. Is it sort of Bollywood
2: style? I, I yeah, there's, there's, I'd
1: say there's an influence, yeah. Right, but they're also In some this sort of of like a, yeah, action Tarantino influence as well. Lots of different right things. Right. Right. But yeah, I'd say see that see that as soon as possible because um, the new Marvel film out will crowd all the cinemas and oh yeah, sort of yeah. kick it to the side, which what would be a big change.
0: Polite,
1: polite society, polite society. Um, yeah, really good. Would recommend.
0: Excellent, excellent. What about you, Stephen? What has been on your screens this week?
1: Um, I went to the cinema as well and I wow. finally
2: saw John, John Wick 4.
0: Oh yes, you were talking about that for a while, yeah.
2: Yeah, well I'd seen it, when I'd so, I saw Keanu Reeves filming it when I was in Paris in November oh. 2021 oh. and I saw a very important part of the film.
0: Oh no, so saw... did it give it away?
2: <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I saw but I saw sort of apart from the climax that you sort of then know throughout the film what's going to happen. But well, I didn't that, really mark. That most people
0: know, like it was just a bit random you were in Paris <laughs> that was being filmed.
1: Yeah. Um, was it Was it like very obvious that was what was happening, even without the context? You're like, oh, my God, that's the bit where, you know, whatever yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, it, it, well, I, what I saw was it, they were filming at the Sacré-Cœur. And about halfway through the movie, there's this thing where it's like, and then we're going to go to the Sacré Care and we'll do this. And I was like, okay, mm. well, that's how that's going to resolve. Because, mm. but anyway, it was really cool to see the bits I'd seen filmed. And I think it's probably the best modern action film I've ever seen. Wow. Um, pure action. Like, in terms of, you know, filmically, there's not really much in the way of plot. It's more like a video game, but it. Mm. And it's a bit top heavy in that the first half was fantastic and the second half was just really, really good. Like the, <laughs> the it starts off in Tokyo and there's this sort of 40-minute or it felt like 40-minute action piece in a Tokyo give, hotel. Give the listeners with, a little
0: background on Jamik if they've never watched it before.
2: That's a very good point. I sort of assumed it was uh, so well-known at this point, but yeah, people won't have seen it. So the first John Wick is fairly restrained. Mm. This guy that used to be a, um, basically a super assassin, like the most notorious assassin in in the world. In the film, they say he's the man you hired to kill the bogeyman. Um, He comes out of retirement because someone killed his dog and then just wreaks havoc on like a Russian crime gang And then in John Wick 2, he deals with the consequences of that as the people he hurt come back to get him. And then in John Wick 3, basically the entire crime world is on his back. And then in John Wick 4, it's kind of more of the same. And Mm. 2 and 3 and even 1, to be honest, I wasn't as keen on. But John Wick 4 is just, it, it sort of gives up on... Any of the emotional themes, or maybe it tries them, but it, it's <laughs> it's much more focused on just having a good time. And
1: yeah.
2: I think John Wick's kill count in the fourth film is something like 144 people. Okay. Like, so it it's just
0: so you kind of have old. to enjoy a sort of a beat him up slash him up to enjoy. That's what this, it like, is, what yeah. Imagine.
2: Yeah, and it's okay. so well like it looks so good. It looks mm-hmm. so good.
0: amazing. yeah, uh, I feel like I need to watch now just to sort of get a benchmark for what you think is amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah. It, um, yeah oh, it's good. that's good. I always like to hear people finding something they enjoy. It might not be for everybody, I guess, but uh yeah, it's good that you've but also you you can compare it to the other three and you think it's so much better. so that's good. yeah. in cinemas now still
2: well yeah but you're Maybe. sort of wanting to to go pretty soon because as as, as alex says when um, guardians of the galaxy is now out so everything else will be on the back yes. foot
0: yep cool okay so um that that polite society you were discussing there alex reminded me a little bit of something i started watching which is beef have either of you watched it it is Netflix. I just watched the first episode because uh, I was intrigued, and I, I was kind of enjoying it. So I'm going to go back to it. So yeah, similar kind of setup of one person, well, two people with a something against each other, and they're just like basically trying to outdo each other and cause each other pain. And um, I'll fill you in on more of that at a later stage. One episode isn't really enough to go by. Finished Blue Lights, Stephen. I finished yeah, yeah. Blue Lights last night. Oh, it was so good. So, so, so good for a domestic production. It was really, really, really good.
2: Um, it's getting a second season, apparently.
0: It's kind of set up to, isn't it? At the end, it really is. Um, especially this sort of love story. Yeah, that was real, like, see what happens yes. next series, you know. Yeah. Um but no, I really enjoyed it. Really good writing. And it was a it was a little bit, you know, um, a little bit sentimental at the end. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. If anyone hasn't seen that, definitely check that out. It's only six episodes, but it's just really good quality cop drama. And it kind of goes to places like we see them hugging each other and things like that, that, you know, you don't see in other cop dramas. I know that sounds really simple, but like. We,
2: yeah. It's like you don't really see anyone like throw up after they get sucker punched either. Well, like, this is it. it it's and it's quite just gritty and so real. much
0: more real it feels than, you know, in so many episodes, in so many of these types of programs, we're just made to believe that the cops are super human, you know, and this is very much the opposite of that. And it shows all their foibles and their fears and their anxieties and their humanity, you know. So, um, yeah, really enjoyed it. Um and it's an insight into policing in Northern Ireland, I think, as well, which is a kind of a unique ish take as well. So, um there was that. And then the last thing I did was I watched six episodes back to back, which I never do. I did a I did a Stephen slash Alex on it, um, on Catastrophe. Um, which is Sharon Horgan, your fave, Steve Stephen, and um Rob Delaney. So I think there was maybe four series of it. So I watched the whole first series and actually quite enjoyed it. It was one of those ones that it's been around forever and I never really um watched it and uh, yeah so good for a laugh and an easy watch if anybody's looking for something um, yeah simple and unchallenging <laughs> Um, so there you go that's what we've been watching this week so first up on our features this week is Alex is going to talk to us on the deep dive about Bridgerton series 3 OMG wow. feels like it's come around kind of quickly I don't know has it
1: yeah it's well it's not Bridgerton series 3 it is Queen Charlotte dun dun a Bridgeton story. Oh. Uh, so it's oh. like a spin off prequel kind of thing. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah. Oh. So it's uh, just just six episodes, kind of a mini series thing. Oh. Um, they are launching it this week. It's out Thursday, so today for our listeners. Yep. Yep. Um, so it's the big royal event of the month, obviously. Can't think of anything else that could compete. (laughs)
0: I'm Um, sure I I prefer to tune into this one than the other one. To be honest, obviously. Go on. (laughs) Yeah.
1: um, So it is. It's a prequel about the the queen. Basically, got scenes of the sort of the young queen when she first meets the the new King George, and there's a bit of a frame story of the modern modern day for Bridgerton Queen, Mm -hmm. um, where she is trying to convince her children to. Sort of marry and have children of their own, the usual kind okay. of
0: Bridgerton really setup. Yeah.
1: yeah, and yeah, it's it's good. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So Bridgerton obviously is kind of more diverse than the than the standard period drama.
0: Yeah,
1: and the kind of implicit premise or backstory in the first series of Bridgerton, it's that it's kind of picking up on this. I, I guess this idea that maybe historically the real Queen Charlotte might have been black, um and it's kind of a apocryphal thing that I think most most historians have sort of like actually no probably not, but but anyway, so Bridgestone kind of runs with that idea mm-hmm. uh, and it suggests that on her coronation, there was lots of sort of sudden social mobility, that kind of thing, which is why you okay. see like Lady Danbury's a major character, that sort of thing, okay. Um, and that's always sort of in the background of Bridgerton. This sort of puts that centre stage, and it's like sort of stopping and saying, "Oh, actually, hang on. What would that be like? How would that happen?" Um, which is interesting. I think it works pretty well.
0: Yeah, certainly not something we've seen in other period dramas, as you say.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely a, a yeah more of its own sort of unique take. Yeah. Um, this is sort of written and, and show run by Shonda Rhimes. She's previously just sort of produced Bridgerton. It's so a different code. Okay. That. okay. Um, so, so I'm not sure, but I kind of wonder if maybe, you know, there's this bit that's in the premise of Bridgerton and while she's producing that, she's sort of going, oh, that's mm. interesting. It's kind of ticking yeah. away at the back of her head until she goes, mm. actually, yeah. I want to do this story. Explore it.
0: So it's not, yeah. So we're it's not a continuation of where we left it off, obviously. So do we see any of the other characters that feature in um, Bridgerton? Some of the older characters, old, obviously. Yeah, the
1: parent characters, I yeah. suppose. Um, mm-hmm. The adult Lady Bridgerton, uh, yeah. Violet, Ruth Gemmill,
0: yeah.
1: uh, Lady Danbury. So they're all just sort of hanging out with the Queen in the in the present day.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, no, it's good. I mean, I was enjoying it. Uh, I've only seen the first two so far, but okay. yeah, kept me entertained. Cool. Um, and
0: is there, a, is there a series three, like a continuing
1: Yeah, yeah, Richard, there, is, there will that's going to probably be out before um, the
0: end of the year, is it, or next year? Um,
1: maybe next year. I'm, okay. I'm not completely sure. Not fully up on this that. Will,
0: this will be the fix for now, yeah. I guess. Well, um, for fans. I'll be
1: curious to see what people make of this, because um, mm. it felt to me a little bit more restrained, I guess, than other than Bridgerton, um, yeah. a little bit more, yeah, sort of reserved. They've kind of toned down the... Like well, the, the first series was just like,
0: the first series was just very sexy. And then the second series was was quite tame compared to the first series. And this is probably, they're probably just kind of neutering it as it yeah. goes along, you know, um, for, to make it more palatable for a bigger audience, I guess. Okay, that's cool. That's interesting. So that's Thursday on Netflix and there's six episodes.
1: Yeah, it's good. And would recommend.
0: Nice. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Um, Stephen, over to you. We're going back to the future. You're going to talk to us about The Royal Family. How many series was there and when did it start? It's quite a long time ago now.
2: <laughs> yes. So continuing the royal theme, we have oh. The Royal Family, which... There were three seasons originally from 1998 to 2000. So the year I was born to 2000. And then in a series of specials in 2006, 2008, 2009, 2010 and 2012. It's now available to watch on BritBox as well. So the Royal Family is a... That's royal spell R-O-Y-L-E. That's the sort of joke that the series hangs its hat on because they're not what you would think of when you think of the royal family because they're a typical working-class family from Manchester who spend their days uh, watching TV um, in their living room of their home as a few neighbours sort of stop by and they chat in amongst the TV programmes that are on at the time and have sort of mundane but sort of funny conversations Mm -hmm. it can take a little bit of getting into i think a bit (laughs) like the office like you'd be forgiven for watching it and thinking this is incredibly boring because it kind of is
1: it has its own pace
0: doesn't it yeah it's it's slow like yeah
2: but then i think once you sort of get it 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 becomes quite funny once you get the joke that you're literally sitting there watching people watch TV. Yeah. And it's got this goggle box sort of theme to it. Frequel. Obviously yeah. Gogglebox Box came later. And what's yeah. interesting is that the co creator, um whose name is Caroline O'Hearn. Caroline Ahern, yeah. she um narrated Gogglebox when that started, did, presumably yeah. because because of the royal family link. She tragically died in in twenty sixteen, I believe. Mm. Um so she created Gogglebot F, she created Royal Family alongside Craig Cash, who plays Dave Best. Her boyfriend, Caroline. She plays Denise. Caroline plays Denise in it, yeah. And they sort of had to fight with ITV to get their vision of it. So ITV wanted to make it a bit more, I guess, accessible and mainstream. And they said, we want it to. And they said, no, we want it to be filmed with just one camera. which is quite... um,
0: Documentary kind of style or whatever, yeah.
2: Yeah, very stripped back. And it's mostly sort of set in real time or appears like it's real time, which again is why you might struggle to get into it at first Mm -hmm. because, again, the first episode is one camera in a living room with, with, you know, Ricky Tomlinson and Ralph Little and Jessica Hines just talking about who's been making long distance well, not even long distance calls, but who's been calling Glasgow and, or Aberdeen, (laughs) sorry, and why you can't just go next door to talk to your neighbour instead of calling her up on the phone because it's going to cost £2.50 a go. So, yeah, that's the kind of humour, and it is very sort of The Office, very British 2000 Mm. comedy-type humour, and it is a very acquired taste, I think, but
0: Mm. it
2: was... It it was such a moment in British comedy. It's such a well people who were around when it was out really remember it as like a standout show from from the I guess the turn of the century. Yeah. Um, and it did go on to launch a lot of careers. So Ralph Little is now in Death of Paradise, but he was also in two pints of lager and a packet of crisps mm-hmm. after this. Um Jessica Hines has been in um, Spaced and um, years and years. Mm-hmm. Ricky Tomlinson is obviously a well-known comedian. Sue Johnston's done very well. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it was a very big show. And then it, it kept returning for these specials, which they sort of take a slightly different direction and they're more a traditional sitcom style and they're often on the move and... There's more more locations than just the living room, mm. and it's more a more protracted time frame rather than sort of a half hour slice of life. Yeah,
0: um, it's definitely that sort of like um, Peter Kay observational comedy type. You know, it just yeah. it's the funniness of day to day life. And I think the charm of it was everybody knows people like them or there's someone in their life like the characters that are in it. That's you know, it, that yeah. are just like you know. Not to be negative, but like almost like there's nothing happening and it's just about the day to day, you know, and um, I get, I'm surprised it was only three series because I don't ever remember watching it like diligently, but like I do remember the Christmas mm. specials and I think... Most people, anyone who's ever watched like a countdown of the best British TV or the best TV moments or the best Christmas TV or yeah. any of those type of countdowns, Royal Family is always way up there. And there's that fantastic episode where Denise goes into labor on Christmas Eve or whatever and she's on the mm. bathroom floor with her dad. And it's like this super touching, heart rendering, like absolutely gorgeous father and daughter moment in a comedy you know and
2: um, yes, this is the thing with British comedy is that they they do that they sucker punch you with this like yeah. heart-wrenching moment in the middle of a Christmas special yeah yeah um, where the it's joke great, five yeah. minutes
0: earlier is about you know something going up the turkey's bum or whatever like you know yeah um yeah. but the it did it spawned I think it spawned a thousand other comedies yeah and, and then you know, when you
2: look at um Friday night dinner yeah, um, even sure. Gavin and Stacey sure. is
0: very similar, that sort of chit-chat around the family and the neighbours and all that. And yeah. then there's a Scottish one called Two Doors Down, which is barely indistinguishable mm. from us that's on at the moment. Um, which I'm, I, I, when I see it, I'm like, this is the royal family, but like modern day with Scottish people. It's so true. St- and, 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 and actually, it's not half as charming, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's still going. I think the fallout from it or the impact or the inspiration is still going, definitely. So, um, yeah. yeah. So, and definitely set in a different time. So, um, yeah, uh, funny nostalgia stuff for people of my age, probably. Yeah,
2: it's. I think if you're 15 and you're watching it now, it, a lot of it wouldn't land. I mean, yeah. it doesn't make sense that a phone call would cost £2.50 nowadays. Mm, and mm-hmm. I think Americans would have a very very hard time wrapping their head around a show like that.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But what would you, did you enjoy it? Would you say you enjoyed it in the end?
2: No. (laughs) The honesty.
0: Thank you, Stephen, for your
2: honesty. (laughs) I can appreciate it. Its um, well, value good. to
1: the British comedy scene. <laughs>
2: fair which, enough, fair enough.
1: which royal family has contributed more to society and life in general? Well, okay,
2: yeah, at least. Well, I don't know because the uh, Prince Andrew also did a lot for TV, didn't it? That was a whole <laughs> moment in itself. Yeah, but I think. I think I'd rather watch the royal family
0: than the actual Christmas specials family.
2: Than, yeah, family. Yeah, than, yeah, the actual royal family in the Ricky Tomlinson family than than the the coronation.
0: Fair enough. That's a note to leave everybody on this week. (laughs) Enjoy the coronation, all you uh, royalists out there. And if not stick on some royal, the real royal family okay cool thanks for joining us this week do look out for Friday morning's Screen Babble Weekend Watch which will preview what to watch over the weekend and beyond if you have any suggestions for what TV we need to get into our lives drop us a line via social media you'll find us on Twitter at National World TV and on all other platforms as National World you can also sign up for the wonderful weekly TV newsletter by going to nationalworld.com forward slash newsletters we'd love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can reach as many TV lovers as possible we'll be back next week with more Screen Babble see you next week bye
2: bye bye